Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers took a ginormous L to the Chicago Bulls. THC played well. Anthony Davis got a early exit. Plenty of stuff to discuss about that game. Let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, so let's start with the good. Okay, let's just go ahead and enjoy the the one plus side to this game. And it's Taylor Horton Tucker continuing to play well uh, in his return from thumb surgery. He went for 28 points, 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 9 from three-point range, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, which is great. Uh, six boards, a couple assists, a steal, only uh, one turnover. And here's a really, really loud stat. You ready for a loud stat? Let's give you a loud stat. The Lakers starters tonight, plus minus wise, Carmelo, minus 21, AD, minus 22, Russell Westbrook, minus 13, Avery Bradley, minus 27 in 18 minutes, by the way. He didn't even play in the fourth. Uh, and Taylor Horton Tucker, minus five. That is super loud when it comes to the kind of game that somebody played. The fact that the Lakers got blown out by 18 points were never particularly close, and yet Taylor Horton Tucker was that close to net neutral is pretty insane. So uh, he's doing good stuff on both sides of the ball, offensively just putting constant pressure on the rim, always being active out there. Like my problem sometimes watching Russell Westbrook play is that he is either sprinting in one direction or the other, or he is just standing. There is very little jogging. There is very little activity outside of when he sees the opportunity to make a play. It, it just, it's just, it, it can be kind of frustrating to watch him. You never have to worry about that so far with, with uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. And like I said, that stat really speaks to exactly that. In terms of positive, that was basically it. <laughs> Everything else was kind of frustrating. Anthony Davis shot well from the field, but a lot of his 20 points and six rebounds felt kind of empty. Given how small the Bulls were, you would hope that his field goals would have come more from in inside so that the Lakers could maybe play a little more inside out. But it was mostly mid-range jumpers, and he had a good shooting night, so that's where he was. Uh, he eventually got thrown out. I thought it was a super lame throwing or, you know, ejection or whatever. He, uh, he lost his shoe, and normally referees will hold the ball, let a player put their shoe back on, let that player get back on defense, whatever, and then continue the game from there. Uh, in this case, the, ball throw, the, the referee throws the ball in, uh, and AD has to rush to put his shoe on, which, by the way, is like literally unsafe because if his shoe doesn't go on quite properly, you're talking about feet problems, so that's kind of stupid in and of its own. Uh, and so, so anyway, AD says that's BS, tells the referee that he thinks it's BS and then immediately gets thrown out. So here we are in, in that regard. I think it was pretty stupid. All that said, AD has had a really weird vibe to him this season. Very frustrated, you know, kind of annoyed almost at all times out there. Hangs his head a lot out on the, on the court. Does a lot of walking and, you know, not much kind of jogging from place to place if, if it's a dead ball and stuff. And yeah, it's, you know, obviously you conserve energy and stuff, but, but just, it's a weird vibe to him for, you know, and, and, and I've, I've tried to pay a little extra close attention to it. And by the way, 
If he's frustrated, I totally get it. This roster is one that right now, Trevor Rees is out. LeBron James is out. Uh, those were supposed to be two of the better defenders on this roster outside of AD. Uh, he isn't able to play much with Dwight Howard, who is the other kind of better defender that the Lakers have on the roster. None of the guards have been very good defensively. Taylor Horton Tucker has gotten a little bit better, but the bar is underground in terms of who he's competing to be considered a decent defender uh, on this Lakers team on the perimeter. Kent Bazemore has been a disappointment defensively. Uh, Malik Monk has, has been Malik Monk defensively. Rajon Rondo is too small to do anything, I think, at this point defensively. Avery Badley tries super hard or whatever, but I, I, you know, it's Patrick Beverly defense. He, he fools a lot of y'all. And then, and then, so for when it comes to AD and he's being asked at all times to cover at least two, if not three or four poor defenders, Russ is, is not good defensively. Uh, if he's being asked to do all of that, eventually he's just going to snap. And we've already seen him snap uh, with Dwight Howard. He had some very loud quotes after the Minnesota Timberwolves game. After tonight's game, he didn't even speak to the media. So uh, some stuff going on there with AD. And again, like if he's frustrated, I get it. But that doesn't necessarily change the fact that he's made it pretty clear to everybody watching, especially those watching closely, that he is very frustrated. <laughs> Me too, AD. Me too. <laughs> on the other team... You had a couple former Lakers, in their own ways, just beat the crap out of the Lakers. Lonzo Ball shoots incredibly well, scores 27 points, 7 of 10 from three-point range, 10 of 13 from the field. Uh, he grabs seven boards, eight assists, a couple steals. He was a plus 25 on the night. Uh, Alex Caruso, very Alex Caruso game. 28 points, six boards, five assists, a couple steals, plus 28 in 34 minutes. Uh, and, and, you know, I, DeMar DeRozan played incredible, you know, incredibly. I, I think one thing that we're really noticing, and this is something that anybody could have predicted, but the Lakers, if Avery Bradley is your kind of perimeter lockdown defender, the kind the, the guy that you throw onto a guard or somebody who, to get them out of rhythm, he's just too small to do that kind of a thing. When Levine rose up to shoot, he can barely see Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's like six foot, six one. He's not tall. Uh, when DeMar DeRozan had the ball against Bradley, it was just, it's, it's even worse because DeRozan is even taller. And on his jumper, at least, jumps just as high as Zach Levine. And, you know, if, if Lonzo Ball is out there and Avery Bradley is closing out on Lonzo Ball, Lonzo is six six or so, you know, and, 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 when Avery Bradley is closing out at six foot one, and Lonzo's already up in the air or getting ready to rise up in the air, he can't see Bradley at all. And and what the Lakers are really running into here is they don't have because Kent Bazemore has been piss poor defensively, especially if you're asking him to shut somebody down or <laughs> get in the way. It, when it comes to guys who can kind of throw somebody out of their rhythm, they don't have anybody. Big and fast enough to do that. Carmelo Anthony was trying defensively out there, but they were just picking on him, whether it was in the pick and roll or just in isolation, because he doesn't have the foot speed to stay in front of anybody that the Bulls have on the perimeter. Uh, 
<laughs> basically teams have their choice of guys that they want to pick on. You want to pick on somebody smaller? There's Malik Monk over there. You want to pick on somebody a little slower? Well, there's Carmelo Anthony over there. You know, and 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 again, it gets back to what I just talked about with with Anthony Davis. Of course, he's frustrated being around so many bad defenders, given how much he he clearly cares about defense, and given how much the Lakers needed to care about defense in the year that they won a championship, and even last year when they were playing their best basketball. So yeah, it just I, look Avery Bradley has done a lot with the skill set and body that he was given and the athleticism that he was given. But the Lakers need somebody a little bit bigger to play the role that they're asking Avery Bradley to play. And and by the way, like you look at the numbers and he is not playing very well just in terms of impact on on the on the team. In terms of just what it looks like when he is on or off the court, uh, it's just brutal. It, it it really honestly is Avery Bradley. So when he is on the court, the Lakers have an offensive rating of 97.8 and a defensive rating of 111. It's a net rating of uh, minus 13.2. When he steps off the court, just him walking off, uh, the Lakers immediately jump to an offensive rating of 108.4 and a defensive rating of 102. It's a plus 6.2 net rating when he is off of the court. So just in terms of like net rating, if you take the minutes that he is on the court versus off of the court, you're talking about like a 19-point difference, 20-point difference. He's on a non-guaranteed contract, and and I don't know if Frank Vogel's, he might flip a complete, he might throw the office all into, (laughs) he might throw everything all over the office if you wave Avery Bradley being, the only guy who seems to care about defense on the perimeter. But it doesn't matter how much you care when you are the size that Avery Bradley is and and at the stage of the career of, of, of his career that he's at right now, he doesn't have the foot speed to apply the pressure that he wants to apply, and he's just getting burnt out there. And that's not even counting the stuff that he does off the ball when he gets he when he overcommits in the passing lane and gets beat back door constantly. So He's not good enough defensively to make up for what he's not giving you offensively. And if he isn't making any shots offensively, then, and he, and he's hurting you defensively, then he's just, he's just hurting you. And we've already seen Frank go away from Deandre Jordan. We've already seen him go away from Kent Bazemore. And to a certain extent, like it really highlights how screwed Frank is here, right? You can make all of these decisions and you can make all these adjustments, but if the adjustments that you're making wind up also not working out because the roster isn't very well put together, then that's not much that Frank can do about that. That's just where he's at. That's where the Lakers are at. And and he's going to have to try to make it work. It's just, you have to, the, the margin for error here is, is, is razor thin. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers lowdown. Uh, make sure you guys check out. I love basketball with Sabrina and Austin today. Austin's making his podcast, uh, debut for here for silver screen rolls. Check that out. Uh, in the last few minutes of the game, Christian and I went live on the pressure cooker. So make sure you guys are checking those out. Whenever those go live, those videos, by the way, are all up on our YouTube page, uh, which you can find on YouTube. Just search, uh, Silver Screen Roll, and make sure you subscribe there where you'll get those comments come in, and, and, and that's where I'm seeing most of those comments. So so check out those as well. The Taco Tuesday guys are going to be uh, giving their thoughts on their pod in probably in a few hours by the time you guys are listening to this as well. So a ton of stuff 
A lot of fun conversations about, yes, a frustrating team, but one that hopefully we can all kind of watch turn the page as and if that happens. So keep on tuning, keep on subscribing and rating and reviewing. And until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.